Well, good morning again, and thank you for having me. If only I had more faith, if only I could dig a bit deeper to really get in touch with God in a more meaningful, sustained way, that would, then I would have really made it. Maybe it's just me, or maybe it's most of us. We've thought in this way at times in our lives. I remember preaching my first sermon. I was a high school student. It was part of a youth-led service at my home congregation in Minnesota after a mission trip, that kind of thing. And I preached about not being lukewarm, as in your faith, using a passage from the book of Revelation in which God says, I will spit you out of my mouth because you are not warm. You are only warm, not cold nor hot. I remember taking on a condemning tone one that scarred some hearer's ears, friends that I've talked to since then, that were more in tune with flames of wrath than flames of spirit. This kind of thinking, I think, quickly leads down the path of, I need to get my life together, and then I will be truly faithful. Then God will love me more. Then and only then will God be able to truly work through me to do God's will in the world. This is guilt and shame and inadequacies. Because we want faith strong enough to move mountains or to uproot a mulberry tree and plant it in the sea. That's the kind of faith we want. It may be the kind of faith these first disciples, and as Jesus spoke to them that day, the first disciples thinking, increase our faith, they said to Jesus. As I mentioned before, I have the privilege of serving at Augustana University in campus ministry. It is my alma mater, so it's fun to return in a new capacity. And there are days for me that are steeped in nostalgia of wonderful things of my college days. And I also have many days that are filled with stories from students and faculty and staff as we all try to navigate faith and life. College, as you most likely know, can be a time that feels like uprooting, especially for students. When closely held notions are critiqued, when the way you thought life was maybe isn't as accurate as you thought, and when your own power to achieve and grow doesn't seem like it's enough. It seems like it's oh too small. Last semester, as in spring of last year, I had the opportunity to teach a one-credit first-year student seminar, which is a requirement of all first-year students. And they clumped them together in majors, so I had all science majors, which was really exciting for me because I'm not a science uh, guy, so I got to learn a lot from these students. But every Wednesday afternoon when we gathered for class, I could see in their faces exhaustion, anxiety, and sometimes a real feeling of defeat. Because that is the life of a first-year science major student. It is their difficult majors. They're very challenging. And a person in college can sometimes feel like they are the mulberry tree that has been ripped out of the ground in which they were planted and thrown into or planted in a very unfamiliar place. A place like the sea where a mulberry tree is not meant to be, obviously. But maybe God intends something different. Maybe we can learn to trust from the unexpected ways in which God does work through our oh-so-small faith 
even in our times of toil, when we are striving and eagerly trying our best. I once heard Bishop Emeritus Jessica Christ, who was an ELC bishop formerly in Montana Synod, share a story in a sermon about her family's vision to plant hollyhock plants in their yard. So they set forth on this desire, this goal to plant, and they planted the seeds in this location, but nothing grew. They planted more seeds, still nothing. They thought, well, we'll buy an established plant, a hollyhock plant. We'll plant that. It died. Things didn't go well. And so finally, over the course of multiple years, they gave up. A couple years later, they were outside as their dreams of hollyhocks had gone long ago, and something appeared. And what do you think it was? It was a hollyhock shoot poking through the ground, emerging. Yet, it was growing on the complete opposite side of the entire house. (laughs) It had gotten there in some mysterious way, whether through a person's shoe or a bird or whatever it had, but it had, been, it had started to grow after all these years of toil and struggle in a very unexpected place. They had worked so hard and tirelessly. And we simply can't say, you know, if they had worked harder and planted, at planting that hollyhock, or you worthless workers, or you just, they just didn't have enough faith to make it happen. Instead, I invite you to ponder how God intends something different. That God worked through their tireless planting of hollyhock seeds, yes. And we too can follow our benevolent master while trusting that God gives us what is required of us to do so. Even though it sometimes appears at different moments and in different ways and in different places. Pastor Kimberly Bracken Long is a Presbyterian minister who also serves as a professor at Columbia Seminary. She says it this way, in God's divine economy, faith is less about personal fortitude and more about mutual forbearance as we keep on learning that we are all in it together In this economy, faith is not stockpiled in a storehouse for the working of spiritual wonders, but is lived out in obedience to a just and loving God. Lived out in obedience, mutual forbearance, faithful perseverance together. As I mentioned earlier, I am a campus pastor, and I get to be welcomed into wonderful and challenging stories. You get to hear them about their stirrings of life and faith. One of the stories is a a student named Lily. Lily is a student at Augustana and grew up in the church, but her family was not active in ministry happenings, so she was not deeply connected. She was never baptized or confirmed. My first meaningful conversation with Lily was actually not on campus at Augustana, but was uh, in a funeral service preparation. As Lily has worked the last five years for a local funeral home helping out, she has cared for families and positively impacted them 
in many ways. And I would say that she feels strongly about this vocational work and that she's really good at it too. Through conversation with her, I could sense a stirring of faith as she decided on this next step in her life post-college. She's a senior now and is planning to enter into mortuary school and also has, uh, is engaged to be married. So has these two significant steps coming up. Then came another student named Shirley. Shirley is an Augustana student. She is an international student, having grown up in China and coming up and raised in a different faith tradition entirely. Arriving in Sioux Falls and becoming a student at Augustana, Shirley began to explore different faith perspectives, including the Christian faith. She was connected to our campus ministry as well as to Catholic campus ministry, which is a shared venture with Augustana and USF, and was drawn into the Christian faith tradition. These two young people, Lily and Shirley, connected with each other through these campus ministries. And over the course of the last couple years, Shirley has been baptized into the faith. And within the last year, Lily and her fiancé were also baptized and have begun confirmation studies as their pre-marriage, which I find to be very intense, (laughs) but they have chosen to do that. And Shirley served as their baptismal sponsors. When I emailed them, Shirley and Lily, to ask their permission to share this story, they quickly emailed me back and said, of course. And I said, well, I can use other, other names that are not your names, but they said, use our names. And I thought, how powerful and how much we can learn from them to be open with this vulnerable, beautiful faith journey that they are on together. And me, I feel like I've just had the privilege of witnessing the power of God at work in their lives, to hear bits of their stories of toil and service of God, ruminating on the wonders and promise of the gospel, and mutual support in times of of upheaval as they have to speak and communicate with their families of origin, which themselves are at different places in faith. I get to witness their faith that was not rushed, nor was it lukewarm in nature. A faith sprung up in an unexpected way like a hollyhock shoot that is on the complete opposite side of the house. God's love lived out in their lives and in the lives that they encounter today and tomorrow and in their vocations as servants of the one who came to serve, Jesus the Christ. The one who gives us faith, the size even of just a mustard seed, even when we're clamoring for more like those disciples. Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, gives you this gift of faith as a free gift. And Jesus says to us, it is enough. You are enough. You have trust enough in mutual forbearance as we support each other, trust in the one who is most trustworthy, the giver of faith and life, the one who promises 
new life. Amen.